All right, guys and gals, welcome back to a very happy edition of the Football Lab Podcast. As always, I'm Corey, joined by Jerry and Adam. Uh, Adam, yes, up? I'm sad. <laughs> oh, it was a it was a heck of a week for everyone. It was a great weekend. It was a heck of a weekend for anyone and everyone except for Bama and Clemson fans and Tennessee fans. Uh, Tennessee's still okay, though. Actually, you could look at it the other way and say it's actually a pretty good week for Tennessee. Yeah, it went bad and then turned out okay. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Tennessee is uh, – they're right where they want to be. They're not out of probably it. Probably don't have to play the SC Championship game and probably will go to the playoffs. I don't think they're locked for the playoffs, but that's me. I mean, I don't think they're a lock, but I'm just saying that it appears. I'm sure we'll talk. They about have the it, best case team, right now for an outlier. Like they well, have the best case. Well, they're five, so all they need is. I mean, if Michigan loses, they're in. But TCU well, is almost certainly going to lose. Well, that's why I said worse, like losing, the, losing to Georgia in the middle of the season or getting blown out by Georgia at the beginning of the season because Oregon. I mean, their only loss was to Georgia, correct? But to be, they've been, they've just. I mean, granted, they're not playing in the SEC, but they've been dominating teams too. I heard uh, Reese Davis say it today. He was like, score aside, that basically, even though Tennessee lost by two touchdowns, it was all the same beatdown that Oregon received. But this that you're talking about a Tennessee team that, like, that was the best version of Tennessee we've seen so far, like, yeah. up until that point. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Oregon is uh, the first game with a new, brand new head coach and a brand new quarterback. I mean, you got that's got to count for something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I don't think it's I don't, like you can't really hold like the beginning of the season against anyone. Like it's it's how you're playing right now, and like yeah, if you're gonna lose a game, lose it early in the year. Yeah, it's always been that way. And if you're gonna lose two, make sure you beat Alabama. True. And, there, and I would I would say there's almost an argument for. Um, I mean, it's almost like you want Oregon to get in because otherwise you're totally discouraging schools like that. To ever schedule, I think I think there's a valid point that a a one-loss conference champion should probably get in over a one-loss non-conference champion. I I agree. I agree with that. So Um, you're looking at, you know, I mean, really, you're talking about Oregon and USC at this point because your your thought process is one of them wins the Pac-12, wins the rest of their games, and they're sitting there as a one-loss Pac-12 champion. And I got to tell you, the last couple of weeks I've been watching USC, I don't see how they beat Oregon. I mean, it's totally possible, but Oregon I'm just lying to you if I said I've watched a lot of Oregon football this year. Um, I've watched enough to, to feel like Oregon is getting better every week, and I feel like USC has maybe gotten worse on defense, and they're just the same. I mean, who knows? They, they could be sleepwalking through some of these games, but they just don't look very convincing. Whereas Oregon, you're watching them, and it's like, yeah, they might, they might be much better than that that week one. Who does loss. Oregon have left to play? Let's look at their remaining. I don't think their schedule's too tough. Forgot his election, so did not get the results I was looking for in the first try. <laughs> uh, all right, so they got they play Washington this weekend, then they they play Utah after that. Both of those are at home. Oh, okay. But they're they're on, the, that, on the road in the civil rivalry. That, that, see, that, uh, that Utah game could be tricky. Do you, I don't know. I mean, has Cam Rising played since, like, week seven? Uh, I don't know if he has. Did y'all see the college football rankings? Yeah, that's all. I did. 
that's that would be my only argument for he Tennessee. He played, he played last week. He did play. 151 yards and a touchdown. Oof. They went 45 to 20. That's weird. That, that is such a Utah score. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, the rankings. I mean, sure, Bam and Clemson are still top ten teams. Fine, uh, yeah. I'll give you that. I, I mean, I probably would have put in Ole Miss over Clemson personally, but I don't think Clemson's a top ten team. I'd have put Ole Miss ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I, I saw Clemson, Clemson drop to ten, when I saw Clemson drop to ten, I was like, their season is over. There's nothing Dude, they can do. Like, we got to start saying Notre Dame. I mean, they're back. <laughs> no, they're not back. <laughs> the way they started Dude, the year. Marcus Freeman's had more top five wins this year than Brian Kelly had in like 12 years. Okay, now that is a fair point. <laughs> that is a fair point. But they're going to have to put a whole season together before I say they're back. But I mean, that is a, lost to Marshall and Stanford. Those are not very good teams. But that is a crazy stat, what you just read, though. How many? Yeah. <laughs> and to and to lose to Marshall and Stanford in the same year. A yeah. bad Stanford. I mean, I think at this point, Notre Dame fans are happy. We're happy. Let's all just move on. Yeah. Yes. Did he leave in a good way? Probably not. But he's always been kind of an asshole. Let's be I real. I don't know if like, you'll watch Late Kick or not, but they, they basically, Josh Pate said this, that it's the rare win-win. Right. Marcus Freeman is a win for Notre Dame. Brian Kelly is a win for LSU. Let's just move on. Yeah, everybody's happy. Um, so crazy, actually crazy stat this week. So there were nine ranked teams that lost this week. Not a single team ranked higher beat the team lower than them. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. All, all, so there's five ranked on ranked matchups. The lower ranked team won all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dude, I made up a ton of ground in my other Pick'em League, too. I think I got worse. We, You and I are tied for second place right now. I think I actually picked LSU in my Pick'em. I, I picked LSU as well. I definitely picked LSU. I just had a feeling that LSU was going to win this game. It was, so, I mean, a night game in Death Valley. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, I, I saw this on Reddit and thought it was pretty interesting. There are nine – preseason top 25 teams that are currently at risk to not make a bowl game. That includes A&M, OU, Michigan, Miami, or Michigan State, sorry, Miami, Pitt, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Houston, and BYU. They're all 5-5 five and five or worse. And what's crazy to me is the worst record out of all of them is it's the one that was ranked highest. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all saw the text message in the thread that I sent earlier. I heard the stat today that in the last – so I, I think I typed it to y'all wrong, but in the last decade, there have been ten preseason top twenty-five teams, or excuse me, top six teams that did not finish the year ranked. That's happened ten times. Jimbo Fisher has been the coach of three of those. I mean, it's impressive how bad they are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're they're. <laughs> Dog against Auburn. That's wild. On, I know, yeah. I, I know it's sad, yeah. but still, Auburn is not. Did you, I mean, okay, if I'd have told you at the beginning of the season that going into week 11, uh, Texas A&M was going to be an underdog to Auburn, you would have thought that Auburn had won every game by 100 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you would think they were the national championship hopefuls. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, speaking of Texas A&M, they lost the uh, number one linebacker for this current class. Yeah, he is a Texas kid. I was reading up on him, so there's a huge chance he just turns right around and goes to Texas. Yeah. Texas fans are uh, claiming conspiracy, though. They think yeah. LSU and Texas A&M are sending players to steal their recruits. I mean, it would be wild if he ended up at LSU and you got Anthony Hill and Harold Perkins playing oh, the same team. Dude, don't that, tease me. Dude, that would be – I mean, I'm over here looking at my line, that like what Georgia's got in the linebacking class, but if y'all put those two dudes on the field together – It'd just be stupid. It's over. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Steves went on the radio and is basically begging people to give them NIL money. Their recruiting class is like in the 70s, I think. Yeah, it's not good. They're going to have to rely on the transfer portal. Which I think they're they're probably a good transfer portal team. Like There's well, certain I mean, teams that should clean up in the transfer, like Ole Miss, Kentucky. I was going to say, Kentucky is a great landing spot. I mean, look what it's done for Will Levis. He was a backup at Penn State, and no matter what he does, everyone's convinced he's a first-round draft pick. They're currently sitting at number 48. 48, yeah. Um, now, that's according to 247. But, yeah, they have uh, 13 commits, whereas the majority of the – she's already at 25. You're at 20. Yeah, I saw y'all jumped up to four. Yeah, we got a uh, a three star guy, a Louisiana kid, one of those guys that hopefully you know by the senior year is a starter. Yeah, most schools are in the twenties, uh, either at twenty, like in the top fifteen, sixteen, uh, and then you got a couple just randomly sparsed out. But yeah, Kentucky's recruiting class is looking not great. Well, I mean, since we're talking recruiting, do we want to talk about the fact that according to the T four seven team composite? This Alabama team is the most talent ever assembled on one team at one time. <laughs> they're over a uh, thousand. I think they're like thousand sixteen, and the only other two schools to break a thousand were twenty twenty one Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, that is true. And they does were that, like, does that count for anything? Like, uh, you can get yourself a plaque made like Texas A and M does. I'm cool with that. I'll take a plaque at this point in the season. I'll take Hang a the plaque. banner. Yeah, I'll take a banner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most recruits ever. Uh, That's kind of wild, though. It is. It's wild. And also kind of sad. So Georgia and Alabama were both 1,001. Alabama was 1,001.89. Georgia was 1,001.79. This year, Bama is 1,016, and they're not even going to compete in the playoffs. I mean, they're not out yet. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, they're pretty much out. They're, they, it would take a miracle. Out, if we lose both our games, you go to the SEC. It's not going to happen. The, the only, the only thing I can say yeah. is, if, if, is if somehow Arkansas beats y'all, which I don't think they will. Um, I don't know how. The, that's another thing that's wild is you're only favored by three, and they just lost to Liberty. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. No, it, it is. It's, no, it's an 11 o'clock kick. Yeah, dude. It must be. But um, No, it is. The problem. The thing LSU's gonna have a problem with is if they do lose to Arkansas, then they just have a ton of pressure going into Texas A&M. That's true. That is I true. Mean, that, you really need really, to win this one. Yeah, if, if you if they win Arkansas, then you know the A&M game is pretty much well. It's not meaningless, I guess. And it will be very meaningful for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I mean, we can talk about the playoff scenarios later, but. Um, 
I mean, LSU is definitely still in. Yeah, I mean, LSU and Alabama is still in. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a top four team in the SEC, you still got shot. I mean, Ole Miss still got shot. What's wild, though, is Vegas still has Bama as an odds favorite to win the national championship. Because I think they think if they think it's more if you get to the end of the year and it's a two-loss Alabama and a two-loss LSU, the Bama team is more likely to go in. Yeah, they think it's well. I think they think it's more likely that y'all could drop two games and us beat Ole Miss than the other way. But I mean, we're saying these odds. This is still like plus three thousand, plus two thousand odds. Right. Like it's not like it's like a favorite. I think Georgia went from like plus two twenty five to like minus one fifty now as odds on to win. Yeah, the the odds just yeah, they went way down or way up, however you look at it, but yeah. Georgia looked good though. We can get on the Georgia game, but they looked good. I barely got to watch any of it. South Florida fires Jeff Scott. Uh, his career record there was four and twenty six. It took a while, but yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, that is not a good record. No, that's that's terrible. What was it? That's, uh, that's some Jeff Collins territory at Georgia. Tech. Oh, his buyout is probably like five hundred k. My new favorite thing to, is to look at coaches' buyouts. I, I just think it's fascinating. Dude, Mel, Mel Tucker is going to single hand, Mel Tucker and Jimbo Fisher are going to single handedly ruin buyouts for all coaches going <laughs> forward. Uh, Dude, I don't know, man. I think at this point, like you have to offer full guarantee because someone else will. I mean, if it's the right coach, Jimbo. And LSU's locked in. We can't get out of. We can't get if, if the thing goes sideways. We can't get away from Brian Kelly. I'm just going to go ahead and say this now, just from everything that happened when he was at FSU taken over for Bobby Bowden up to now, Jimbo Fisher must be the greatest salesman because he listened to his press conferences the way he talks. It's just so fast and matter of fact. He has a just, huge car salesman vibe. Too. Yes. Oh, yes. for sure. He's got a huge, like, you know, just say anything to get, you know, what he wants. I mean, honestly, if he wasn't a football coach, he'd be great as, like, a sports radio guy that also sells insurance. Well, he did the. Uh, they had the Texas A and M on one of the ESPN to uh, Ocho or whatever during the national championship, where it was just the A and M coaches critiquing the game. Did you Did you know about that or watch no. that? No idea what you're talking about. You mean like in the like in the big games, like they do that? Yeah, well, it, was the, yeah. it was the entire A and M staff, and I mean, yeah, and what you're saying is true. Just listening to him like talk about and critique the Georgia versus Alabama national championship, like he'd be great at it. Yeah. He, he is, I mean, he's, (laughs) I don't understand how people have any good feelings about him moving forward. Well, especially now that they're losing recruits, like. And their 2023 class is currently 23 after reeling in the number one class. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're they're in the twenties. They dropped out in like 24. I mean, the only reason they're that high is because they got a five. The number one linebacker. (laughs) Yeah, but he's gone now. They got the number one. They got the number one D D lineman, David Hicks. Well, supposedly he may be looking to get out too. I would. I wouldn't go there. I mean, what what reason besides a lot of money would you have to stay there? Well, from what we were talking about earlier, it sounds like they've worded these contracts so they don't have to pay these kids. 
or they're not paying them near the money that they think they're getting. Supposedly, I think it was going to, like, if this is obviously message board rumors, so I don't know how true this is. Supposedly, it's somehow tied to, like, their social media presence is what I've heard. Oh, so their valuation. Yeah, basically that. Like, you like you can make this much money, but you have to have, a, you know, a million tw- followers on Twitter, you know, or... Uh, like, this many impressions or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, it's like oh it God. is performance-based, but... I mean, that makes sense. Not performance-based like we think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're seeing if you're getting a return on investment, because most likely they're going to buy that player's jersey Which if there's a million people following them. A crazy way... But I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's the point of it. Like, if you're going to leverage NIL, like you're building your personal brand. So they're banking on you building your personal brand. There's almost no college player that can really take control of that, though, especially defensive players. No, but if like if I'm like a let's say I'm like a well, let's say I'm like a food place and I give a kid a couple million dollars like. You expect him to like be on social media, like right. saying how great. Like you're putting is. that dude on your commercial. Like yeah. I don't think that's like uncalled to ask for. Like, I mean, how much time does that take? Because I'll tell you right now, if you watch local Baton television, LSU players are all over the place. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, if I see one more Dr Pepper commercial with Bryce Young, I might throw it off. <laughs> Dude, it's got it's back. the Dr. Pepper curse. DJ yeah, and Bryce, it got a book. Dude, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Dr. Pepper curse is for real. Could be worse. It could have the Amazon curse, like TJ Finley, and not even get brought on the team. Oof. He got left home last week. That's wild. <laughs> he got left. Dude, yeah. still got some sick moves on that moped though. What year is Jaden Daniels? Uh, uh, he can come back next year if he wants. Okay. I heard an argument that. He should stay, but he likely won't. What do you think? Ah, uh, I mean, dude, I don't know. I mean, I think – would he be better off staying? Most likely. I do agree with that. Does he stay? I mean, I could see it, but I could also see him leaving too. I, I mean, I don't know. I'll say right now, if he stays another year, he is the top Heisman candidate coming oh, in. If he stays another year, we're probably the favorite to win that championship next year. I wouldn't doubt it, man. He's good. Our entire offensive line's coming back. Mm. And yeah. I would argue that this was the weakest point, but because yeah. of the yeah, I mean, the, our offensive line turnaround this year has been absolutely the most stunning thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it is pretty incredible to see I mean, what it was. Having a quarterback one. who runs a legit four four back there does help. <laughs> I, it's still just crazy to see like what y'all did at FSU to where you're at now. Oh, it's night and day. Uh, I got some. I got more points about that later. We'll get to that. Um, Greg McElroy dropped a bomb on everybody the other day when he said Nick Saban told him that he's closer than he's ever been to leaving Alabama. I did notice he didn't say retire. He just said leaving Alabama. Hey, where's he going to go? He's not going to start over somewhere. I can see him, like, taking it. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to see him not coaching, but I also think there's a million other jobs people in the NFL would probably hire Nick Saban for. I mean, I know deep down inside that he hates Alabama fans. Like oh, I sure. like he's got to. I wouldn't. Like, I really wonder if he was like going through his head. He was sitting there trying to have his press conference, and all you can hear is LSU being chanted over and over again. I wonder if he like had any buyers remorse. I mean, I mean he won like how many national championships did he win at Alabama? He's seven. The six. Days might be over. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Those days might be over. I mean, as long as we sell. 
are recruiting like we are, we'll be fine. But well, that's the thing I don't understand. Like y'all are still recruiting at a insane clip. Like it's your well, coordinators. It's people the are, dude. People are lining up to play for Saban now. And dude, like if you look at what we're doing in the NFL now, like I mean, if you play good at Alabama, you're going to the NFL. Like that. I mean, that's just yeah. But you play good at LSU and you play good at Georgia, you're going to go to the NFL. I, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm just saying, like. I think, like, you know, it's kind of like the Calipari thing. Like, if you come here, like, you're going to go to the NFL. When was the last like time that, you won a championship? Who? I hate <laughs> He's He's also on the list that I hate. <laughs> so, Hugh Freeze and John Calipari, got it. Well, Calipari more just for what he did to Memphis basketball. Like, I don't really have problems. I mean, Calipari sucks. But, I mean, he talk about a guy who gets the top talent and doesn't win. No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, this means absolutely nothing. This is just the most bland sentence ever. Um, Houston and SMU set the modern single game scoring record. I forgot how many points they scored. I want to say it was like 64 to 77 or something it, like that. The quarterback for SMU had like seven touchdowns in the first half. I mean, it, it was an insane score. Looking it up right now. 63 to 77 was the final in regulation. No overtime. That was regulation. There were th- SMU scored 35 points in the second quarter. <laughs> kind of side note, did y'all see with that IMG team? They were they scored 94 yes. points in yeah, the first half. In the first half. Went <laughs> off the game. Jesus. Wasn't that, was it one of y'all said that a two-point conversion, like the guy just dropped it and the other team just <laughs> let him pick it up, walk that it was, in? Yeah, no, he, that was like, he had like two no. or three bad snaps. The quarterback doesn't even bother to try to get the ball. He just lets the defense have it. <laughs> this is like a side note, too, but did y'all see that clip of like the referee grabbing the, the ball and like Dude, yeah, like moving the yards? chain around? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was hilarious. Was that a high school game? It had to be. That ref had some money on the game for sure. Oh, was, I don't know. I saw that. I was just cracking up. He moved the chain and the ball. Yeah. Dude, listen to this stat. Listen to this stat. It was still short, but he caught it. <laughs> the quarterback for Houston, 527 yards, seven TDs, three interceptions. <laughs> oh, my God. The Houston's leading passer was also the leading rusher. He had 527 rush yards and then 111. I mean, 527 pass yards and then 111 rushing yards. Yeah, that dude was a one man show. Jesus, uh, 12 carries. <laughs> Their leading receiver had 180 yards. 13 catches. That's insane. Um, Dan Patrick says San Diego State is joining the Pac-12 soon. I did hear that. I said that's not correct. That's not correct? Uh, I forget who said it, but basically said they're not going to announce expansion until they get their contract, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Do they feel like SM, or, uh, San Diego State would devalue? I don't see why San Diego State and Fresno State aren't just in the Pac-12. I mean, their schedules seem like they are in it. Well, I guess they thought, confused. You thought they were a Pac-12 team. I thought Fresno was for sure. And then when you told me they weren't, I felt like such an idiot. Like, how did I not know that? <laughs> But yeah, they're not. I mean, if they're play, they play every back twelve team. Dude, yeah. Jake Hayner out here, the second coming, throwing for a thousand yards a game. All right, let's get into the game reviews. Jared, I'll let you go first. Uh, UGA beats Tennessee twenty-seven to thirteen. I watched absolutely none of this. 
So this score is really deceptive. Georgia scored right, right out the gate, 21 points. Uh, held the most prolific offense this season to two field goals in the first half. Uh, third quarter, the rain started, and Georgia just turtle-shelled, and Tennessee couldn't do anything. Georgia's defense looked so good. Like, it, it honestly looked like we were watching, like, an old-school Alabama defensive team. Like, they're – like, it watching their defense is – it's just night and day different than, like, any other defense in college football. I, it, it is a huge difference. The thing is, I just don't understand how 15 guys – got drafted off last year's team and five first rounders and Nicobe Dean came off the defense and the defense is just okay. as good. It's not, so, it's not, you know, like the elite level that last year's was, but it is, it is. So, so, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so this was going around like the Alabama message boards. So and this kind of ties, this kind of ties, you talk about ties ha- in. handsome, handsome must champ. This kind of ties into, uh, Georgia, so people are saying that I guess we hired some like sports science like company when Cochran left. Yeah, and I guess like the way they do it is like it's not a lot of like hidden pads. Like it's it's like you know trying to like not in like you know minimize injuries or whatever. But like I guess like the way Alabama's like practices now is like completely different than when Cochran left. So. That's what everyone's just kind of looking at. Like that's like the theory that like maybe Cochran was the whole thing. Like that yeah. was an extremely drawn out way to say they're soft. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're soft. But <laughs> the, the way we're practicing stuff is completely different than the way you're practicing you know, we used soft. To, we used to be. Well, they're not hitting. I mean, they're not hitting pads. If you're not hitting, you're not playing, Adam. <laughs> I'm trying to say that. But yeah, Georgia looked incredible. Um, Stetson looked good. I mean, dude's just having fun out there, man. What little I did see, Stetson did look pretty good. I mean, dude, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like wow you, but like he doesn't, he doesn't make mistakes, and he's like he can read a defense. Like with that, he can legit read. He can legit read a defense. Yeah, he's gonna be end up being Georgia's AJ McCarron. He runs when he needs to run. Like he he gives it to people who are a lot better than him. And I mean. When you have that talent, that's all you got to so, do. Basically, AJ McCarron. I'm more like Jay Coker, but okay. <laughs> he's the best player that Coker was. Yeah. And he's got Natty. True. And he had I'm a sure. sixth aid before the game. I did like how he did the uh, the telephone call. I, I do like when they do that. <laughs> so, if for people listening, uh, apparently Tennessee fans leaked Stetson Bennett's number before the game, and then they were just calling his phone all night long. So the very first touchdown of the game was his like twenty yard rushing touchdown, and he immediately just throws up the call me. I remember when John Parker <laughs> had an LSU. You <laughs> did it to us too. Uh, to us too. Yeah. But UGA's defense is. It's it's amazing. I think we're giving up like ten point three points a game. They don't. They just don't make mistakes, and like every throw is contested. Like, I mean, it's 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 just it's like when they had to face Jaden Daniels. Shit. Well, well, they. I mean, they just faced a dual threat quarterback. Well, every quarterback we faced, you like Jaden Daniels. Well, we faced. I mean, you could argue we faced AR fifteen. 
I mean, it's not the same. Also, we heard him like the very first play of the game, so he couldn't run. Fifteen or Jaden Daniels. I mean, it's Jaden Daniels right now. Exactly. I, I just don't. I don't know. Bama's defense, just especially the secondary. Yeah, we're not even on Alabama. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm curious. I'm curious as to what – because it's going to be UGA-LSU in the SEC. Barring an epic meltdown, it should be UGA versus LSU. Yeah, it should be. I mean, now we're going into a trap game for a night game in Starkville. we got to get past that. But once we do that, we got Kentucky. The defense is too good to lose to a Mike Leach team. You would think so. Especially after the what we just faced. The night game in, in Starkville does scare me a little bit. I mean, it dude, our, me. our, our, our crazy place. I mean, our defense stopped, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, but y'all were in Tuscaloosa. That's why it scares me. It's one of those. It's one of those just haunted places. I'm just hoping that they continue with fucking voodoo you know, to evolve. Like voodoo at Death Valley at night against a ranked opponent when they're not very good. That's a recipe for disaster. That's a Purdue type situation. I got the Purdue. I, I'm figuring out the Purdue system. I nailed them again this past week. <laughs> so, so, all right. Yeah, so, so that's I, that's all I got. Georgia uh, dominated. Start, you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Um, absolutely just monumental win for the Tigers, obviously. Um, I mean, just a hell of a game back and forth. The fourth quarter and overtime were some of the most exciting football I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just a huge one. It was a fantastic game. No matter the outcome, that was an awesome game to watch. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. That is, I've been going. I've been going to LSU games since I was a small child. That is one of the top two games I've ever been to. Like if I if I were to go to that game, like I would have been pissed that we lost, but that would have been an awesome game to go to. I mean, it was like as regardless of a fan. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. Like it would have been sweet. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was one of the greatest things you've ever. I would have loved, loved to have been there for that. I mean. As a Georgia fan, just to experience that environment. Uh, Tina was not there, FYI. <sighs> We're lost. Yeah, she definitely missed I know. She's been going to all these games for so dude, long. She misses She was probably like, dude, we're going to get our shit kicked in. Like, we're not, I'm not going to this. <laughs> yeah. Serves her right. I'll, I will say this. There weren't as many Bama fans there as I thought there were going to be. Like, when Tennessee came to town, there were a lot of Tennessee fans. There weren't that many Bama fans. I mean, Bama fans probably thought, you know, it wasn't going to be that much of a game. I mean, y'all were favored by 13. No, I get it. I hated that line. So, I said it last week. I hated that line. There's two things about this game at the very end. The radio call by the LSU broadcaster for the going for the two-point conversion and then getting it is it's just like what makes college football great. It, and the fact it, that Brian Kelly went for it, oh, that dude, is awesome. So, 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 I like the call, but, like, I don't like – the fact that he called it there. Like, if I was y'all, because the way I saw the game going was, like, we were – every first down we got, it felt like we, like, accomplished, like, something great. Like, and then the way y'all were moving the ball, I thought y'all were – like, even in overtime, y'all scored on one play. Like I think, I think that's why he went for it there is because, I mean, he just ripped it off like a tw- – I mean, he literally – Yeah, but, like, I thought, I thought y'all were – y'all were y'all, – y'all's offense was better than ours in the second half, like, towards the end of the game. Like y'all were moving. Really, yeah. You take away the you know the busted play where it looked like Bryce was going to get sacked four times. That's the thing. Like, like 
the, 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 the only play we scored on was pretty much a fluke play. Like it wasn't even like, like a, like a good drive. Like, I, I feel like Alabama is like, like the make-a-wish team right now. We're just going to places, giving these teams wins. They're rushing the field, and we're just making their year. It's great. I feel like we're just like – I mean well, – Okay, so I will say this. Is this the first year where Bama's like suffered losses where you could like legitimately say it wasn't just Bama losing the game? Like the other team actually – No, no, I, I agree. Like LSU deserved to win that game. They, they played better. Like do I think like if we played ten times, like – we might win half probably, but like, dude, see what I thought was, I thought the Texas game was a fluke. And then the, the Texas A&M game, I was like, all right, well, Bryce didn't even play. And then the Tennessee game, I kind of thought it was a fluke too, but like, you can't, I mean, at some point you just have to realize like our defense isn't that good. 52, like you don't even lose that bad. I mean, even 32 to 31, I mean, it's. Well, dude, the so game, like yeah. if you look at Alabama's losses, over the past like five years, there's only been two losses where I feel like we've been beat, and that's LSU in 2019 and Georgia last year in the national championship. Like those are the only two teams that I was like, yeah, they came in and just like kicked our ass. Like it's always like close, but like, dude, to sum up the year, we caught a timeout, and we had an extra player on defense. On that the blew my mind. Dude, that how blew do you, my mind. How do you do that? Out of a timeout. Like, like out of a timeout, too many men on the field. I mean, and dude, dude, how do you even let that play happen? Like, tackle him. Like, you got to tell everyone to sit on the line, and it, it, that play should never even happen. I mean, that play is almost impossible to defend, really. I, know. I mean, there's well, just- if, it's, if it's executed the way it was, it's impossible to stop. And it was well, executed. You see- he didn't Kelly say something about how it was like a pick or something, but he knew he what he was against, He ran against Florida State, I think, and he said like 2013. Yeah. And I think they ran it differently then. Like, I well, think my receivers like actually sat down. But, and- but, dude, but, dude, he knew even if it is called, what's the worst happens? You'll kick a field goal? I mean, like, it's not like – I mean, if, if it gets called, then he gets called, but it's not like yeah, you're not going to lose the game that's true. Well, and here's the other thing too: the way the wide receivers ran their routes, they didn't block. They didn't actually set a. Yeah, they were running slants. They, but they ran. It just made a mess. So the guy had to run around them to try yep. to get back to the line of scrimmage. It made it nearly impossible. Dude, I'm telling you, big thermometer route. games and seismograph games they don't do well. <laughs> I mean, once you start breaking out these things, dude, you might as well just. Toast. Dude, dude, I real that like. Adam, you were old one tonight, man. <laughs> and, and honestly, honest to God, like, dude, Bryce Young played terrible. I don't know he, what. Dude, he, was, he had some bad throws. Your wide receivers just flat out didn't try to catch a couple of them. Like, oh, our wide receivers missing routes. Like, honestly, like, I think I, I don't really buy into the fact that he was still hurt. Like, maybe he wasn't taking as many reps in practice. But, like, I, I legit think that first interception shook him. It did. Y'all drove I, down the field I, so I, fast. I, I know. Then... Like, our first drive, I was like, dude, we're going to crush him. And then I think after that first throw, you know. He, I'll tell you I, what. It was the interception. And then the next drive after LSU scores, y'all had that, like, long pass play. But then y'all only get three out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, he did not look good. He missed a lot of open throws. Um, I mean, just <laughs> – like our top receivers, Gibbs, like our running back. Like, dude, our offense is just, I don't know. 
hey, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Hey, there's one thing that Kirby Smart said at the end of the Georgia game is that we took zero people out of the portal. And the only reason I bring that up, besides the fact that it is a huge, I think it's a great recruiting tool, but the fact that probably the two biggest individual losers of that game is Eli Ricks from LSU and Jermaine Burton from Georgia. Dude, Burton, like, dude, <laughs> I mean, like, what, 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 where has he been, dude? I do. He is. I remember he called. He called one of the ones when they were like driving down the field to kick the field goal. Yeah, I that's the only time like I remember seeing it. for like eighteen yards or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, I I don't like. We didn't even play Tyler Harrell. Like, is he is he that bad to where like we can't? I mean, did we throw the ball? That's the Louisville play, thing. Did we like, throw the ball over forty yards? Huh? I mean, did we throw the ball over forty yards one time? Thirty yards? Besides the fluke play, I don't think we did. Yeah, probably not. That 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 I was thinking about that earlier. Like that's what's missing from this Bama team is there's nobody you can take off the top off. of the defense. There's nobody. Which I thought Joe Earl would have been that guy because he's I mean, he's like legit track fast. Dude, Bond, that Bond guy we have is supposed to be like a freak. Tyler Hero is like one of the fastest dudes in college football. Like, I mean, it, we just I mean, like I don't know. Like, I mean, I I don't know. It's all those soft practices, dude. It's the it was the seismograph, dude. We didn't see a chance. I remember, like, where Bryce threw it to the guy, and the guy was he wasn't wide open, but he was open. He didn't even he didn't even stick his arms out to do attempt to catch it. Yeah, I mean, like once again, our DBs. Like, if you watch Georgia play, like even good defenses, like y'all's DBs are on them. They turn around, like they make a play, dude. You know why? Because DB. <laughs> dude, I'm just I'm just saying, like they like our our. It's like our DBs like. They never turn around. They they they're like it's good coverage, but they just get like they just freak out and like grab them. Like dude, they like it's like a picture of Eli Ricks' face. I didn't think Eli Ricks played that bad, except towards the end of the game. I mean, he didn't, but yeah, I got more to say about him later. I mean, I don't know like what his. I'm, I mean, he's gone, right? Like he's. There's no way he comes back. Yeah, like I don't hey, think. Cash is a mercenary through and through. Like I don't, I think he thought he was going to come to Bama and just dominate and become a first round draft pick, and I don't know. Yeah, it didn't work out. I don't know, and and like I mean, y'all 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 ran the ball better than we did with two freshmen on the offensive line, like two freshmen, a transfer, a guy who weighed two hundred thirty pounds when he first got there, and a guy who's weighs like three hundred fifty pounds. He's just gigantic. And, Dude, like, I, Will Anderson, like, was getting double teamed and stuff, and, like, he was doing good at the beginning, but, like, I mean, he he was he, he was nowhere to be found. Yeah, two true freshmen starting tackles, and, I mean, yeah. they barely got to him. That's what I'm saying. Like, this game didn't feel like a game that, like, I mean, it felt like LSU deserved to win that game, like, 100%. Like, it's just, it's just not Alabama's year. Like, it's just not – they're just Well, not, this is also the most well-coached LSU team probably of all time. Yeah, I mean, I've had the saving years, but LSU didn't necessarily have this level of talent. LSU is going to be very, very good in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I think, think he wins the national championship there, a hundred percent. I think, yeah. I mean, the SEC is going to be a problem. Like, it's it, gonna, it's only getting more competitive. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna try to move the twelve team, twelve team playoff up because whatever two, three years is left of this four team. But it's gonna be SEC. Right it's gonna be SEC dominated. Think about all the talent coming to the SEC right now. Like it, it is, 
it's like a, just a bunch of freaks. I mean, every time. year for the past eight years, the top ten recruiting classes have been like half of the SEC. Uh, yeah, I mean, the and- schools have kind of rotated in and out, but it's been consistent. Like half the schools with top ten recruiting classes are going to be in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, and when you look at the uh, the team talent composites, I mean, Bama, Georgia, A and M, Ted, well, soon to be Texas and Oklahoma, LSU, Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I guess people were making it. Be- I guess I didn't listen to the conference, but I guess um, they were asked David about the coordinators, and he kind of gave like a weird answer. Like, I mean. I don't know. That's I, your problem. I, I, if Bob is gone, I don't – I think we may see Golding for a couple more years. Dude. Golding I, is not a good D coordinator. I don't think he is either, but I think Saban likes him. I don't think – I don't think Saban, Saban likes him, but when you look at the Tennessee games between what Georgia played and what Bama played, you can't tell me that there's a significant difference in talent. I mean, there is, but there isn't. I mean, it's still close. That scheme that Bama ran against Tennessee—I mean, dudes were just walking. Our, our defense should look like Georgia against Tennessee. Like that's how. Like that's, that's how. how it should look. Tennessee's defense is awful. Like I knew Georgia was going to score on them, but I—I I would expect Alabama to look like Georgia did against Tennessee, and it was the exact opposite. But that's a—that's a scheme. That's a that's scheme a, deal. But like, like if you have, if like you said, if you had the, arguably the top talent, then like, then what? The, it's not the players. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the players. I think there's enough dudes on teams like that that it really comes down to you got to put them in there. The the spot that's hurting you the most, and it may not seem that way. I mean, it's the offensive line. That is, yeah, not I know, I, I know, dude. We like like Bryce, Bryce Young. How many passes did he have? I mean, yeah, you can talk about the defense all you want. That is not a Bama offensive and, line. And and like I know you probably didn't see this at the game. But dude, the reason he couldn't throw the ball, dude, he couldn't see over the the line. Y'all's push, y'all were pushing our offensive lines back, and Bryce literally couldn't. He yeah, couldn't. I, I, I'm I'm not at like side view, so I couldn't see that. But like they were showing it on TV, like the angles he was having to throw, and like there was like there was basically like nowhere for him to throw the ball, which he he's got to like step up in the pocket, which he doesn't really do. He, he more like gets in like that like backyard football thing, which yeah, so it's just, just kinda, not kind of roaming around. I mean, he didn't have a good game. Like, no one had a good game, but like, I'm not taking anything away from LSU because they deserved it. I mean, it is what it is. It's just it sucks when like your season's over pretty much, and like you still have to watch football. <laughs> it's gonna be weird for us because well, like I actually I, have for you to beat Ole Miss this weekend. <laughs> I don't. No, I just don't – like, we can talk about scenarios, but, like, I just don't see the way y'all are playing right now. And, like, y'all I, – I don't think y'all are going to have a problem with either. But, I mean I, – We should beat Arkansas. I, I think our, beating Arkansas is going to be a huge. If we can, like – if y'all beat – you know, y'all beat Ole Miss and we beat Arkansas, like, that squashes it. Like, we're in, like, time to well, go. dude, if y'all the, – the game's at 11, so if y'all lose – that game in Ole Miss just got a, like a lot more interesting. Yeah, you know, Ole Miss and Alabama, and it's I mean it's Alabama on the road at Ole Miss. Uh, dude, oh yeah, 
Let, let's see if we can get them to rush the field on us. I'm telling you, what's the record? We're at two. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the rest of the games. Um, Notre Dame stuns Clemson. Um, Clemson, I'm assuming, did not look good. They just body bagged them. I just, don't think they. I don't think it's so much as they looked bad. I just think they got exposed. I just don't think they've been as good as they. You are 100 percent right. Syracuse has turned out to not be very good. Wake Forest and NC State. NC State's understandable; they lost a quarterback, but both those teams haven't turned out to be very good either. Yeah. And as it turns out, Clemson is not as great as. I feel like everyone in America knew that Clemson wasn't good, except for the college football playoff committee. Did the backup ever play? He did and threw a pick immediately. Ooh. He's looked amazing every time he came in. So they benched uh, DJU. Cade Klubnik comes in, throws a pick. He gets sat down. DJU comes back in, throws another pick. Jesus. So it, so they have totally – like, Davo has messed up. Yep, they had a block punt, and I think they had a kickoff return. Yikes. Yeah. I mean – They had I, all I, the that things. Was the, that was the only good thing that happened on Saturday night was Clemson losing. <laughs> but that's why, like, I was saying what I said to open the podcast, Tennessee has to be so sad and happy. Sad for the way the game went, and then to wake up Sunday morning and realize, like, oh, we're probably going to be either fourth, fifth, or sixth. Well, the fifth. way they have the they have the way they have it is they're pretty much saying Tennessee that that that's the team that they think deserves it from all the, the teams that have lost. I could see if Michigan beats Ohio State. Uh, that Ohio State drops to four. Dude, I just I don't see Michigan. But TCU is has to lose. Like Tennessee is almost guaranteed to get in. I I, I just think I still think if LSU wins, they if they beat Georgia, which I, I I don't I mean I don't know what the line would be, but I think they could make it a game. Uh, I think LSU gets in if they beat Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't I don't think I. I I don't see how you can leave out a team that just beat the number one team. And it, I mean, you can't hold it against the early season against LSU. Cause I mean, it's just about who's the, playing the best right now. Never thought I would hear the day where you're making a case to put LSU in the playoffs. Dude, I've always liked LSU. I'm not, I'm not like an LSU hater. Like, <laughs> I've right, always it on. We can get the playoff hypothetical. Hey, I've always said LSU is good for college football because because we get games like we got on Saturday when I'm not tuning in to see LSU, Alabama beat LSU by 25. Like it's 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 a it's awesome college football. Yeah, uh, you know it wasn't awesome college football. Florida beats uh, Texas A&M team <laughs> half of its team 41-24. Dude, <laughs> did you see uh, the stats that? Um... I, I cannot think of his name, Richardson, uh, that he put up. No. So you know like when you four touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. He he tore up a. When you when you uh when you send me that and when you put that text up about the flu or whatever, I put a hundred dollars on Florida <laughs> money line, <laughs> and then I started watching the game. I was like, I forgot how bad both these teams are. So my like this honestly couldn't have played out any better. Oh. And Texas A&M loses again, doesn't score thirty points again, and oh my god, they did! Like Florida had a competitive game with the second string for Texas A&M. But but 
the winner of all this was us because we get to see Haynes King's throwing motion. Oh, dude. Dude. His, his throwing motion is hard. It's a sight to behold. All right, so I need somebody to explain to me what happened at the end of the Kentucky-Mizzou game because I did not see that. Okay. So, Adam, did you see it? I did not see it. So okay. So here's what went down. Kentucky stops Mizzou. Like, it's basically this score that you see here. It's 21-17. Um, Mizzou, or excuse me, Kentucky is driving the ball. Mizzou stops them. Kentucky's got a punt. Mizzou's going to get the ball back, and almost certainly they're going to score. Or, I mean, because they're just – they've got a good chance to score. It is a over the – like, they snap the ball. Ball goes over the punter's head. Punter runs all the way back. Now it's straight back, so he never leaves the tackle box. So he gets the ball at like the one-yard line, turns around, and kicks it. As soon as he kicks it, Mizzou player absolutely destroys the Kentucky punter. And it's a 15-yard it's a, a it. penalty. Mizzou gets the ball, or Kentucky gets the ball back and just runs the clock out. But it... Everyone that sounds like something I would do in like Madden. Yeah, (laughs) essentially. But everyone that saw it thought for sure because of where the ball went that the punter was considered a runner at that point and not a punter. So he's not a defenseless player. But the fact that he never left the tackle box left or right, it doesn't have a limit how far back it goes. So he was still a defenseless player. The Mizzou player just teed off on their punter. I'm trying to find the hit. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. And you uh, want to know what's even more funny is right before the game, Missouri extended Eli Drinkwitz for two more years. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> or excuse me. Uh, yeah, two more years. So he's he's with with him through 2027. I mean, he's probably oh, he's a good look at his buyout. So, I mean, but <laughs> to turn around and lose, he's had two inexplicable, inexplicable losses this year, one to Auburn and now one to Kentucky. Oh. That hit wasn't as good as you made it out to be. Um, all right, Liberty beats Arkansas twenty-one to nineteen. Anybody got anything for this one? Arky lose <laughs> Sam Pittman. That's that's probably the worst loss. Oh, of his tenure uh, so far. kind of a side note. Uh, so Liberty, did y'all watch that documentary on Netflix? No, I did not. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I know it's a crazy Christian college. Yeah. So oh, so. Yeah. So it's a crazy Christian college. So the president, I guess, like, that founded it. Like, it's like a very, like, family, like, whatever, like, it's like it goes back a bunch of families. But the guy, Netflix just released a documentary on this. The, like, the president and the wife, like, the, the woman met this, like, pool boy at a pool. And they had an, they had an affair. But, like. It wasn't like a normal affair. Like he pretty much paid for the pool boy to come like have sex with his wife and he liked to watch and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And like, it's, it's a mind blowing thing. Like all this, like they like gave the guy like real estate and stuff. Like he pretty much like made this kid set for life as long as he kept like banging his wife. That's weird. Liberty. I know. It's crazy Christians, bro. Uh, all right. Uh, well, now that we got that out of the way, uh, yeah. Mississippi State beats Auburn. <laughs> 933. 
this was a it was a Mississippi State beatdown until Auburn stormed their way back to nearly win the game. Uh, the only thing I saw from this game was Mike Leach telling his coaches to take the wide receivers' chairs, which is just fantastic. I saw him. I saw Mike him Leach took them. Was, yeah, was he, it him doing that was no, him did doing you it. did you not see the clip of him I folding chairs? I didn't realize it was him. I just thought it was some other bozo. No, no, no that was that was Leach. <laughs> dude, he's the best. Oh, dude. Oh my God. And then uh, the quote the quote after the game about his players hanging out with their fat girlfriends. Dude. That's he's used the fat girlfriends line a couple times. He just does it. Dude, if any like people have been canceled for less. I'll say that. Dude, just, he, you don't, do we not remember the whole noose uh, fiasco he had when he first took over at Mississippi State? I do not remember this. Tweeted some joke of a like some meme, and it was like of a noose, and like people were pissed. <laughs> Supposedly, Kiffin just did some like recruiting he, violation or something. Oh, uh, you talking about the book? No, he like he like tweeted something about. Oh, he linked a news article to the Texas A&M guy decommitting on his like social media, and I guess you can't do that. No, oh, Kiffin. <laughs> uh, all right, Ohio State uh, does not have a great performance against Northwestern. They only win twenty-seven to seven. The weather was terrible. Uh, the I weather was they, awful. Did they win twenty-seven to seven, or did they win twenty-one to seven? Oh, maybe it was 21. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, trying to multitask is the only one that updates the document. It was tied up in like the fourth. I think it was tied up in like the third quarter. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I think it was 10 to 7 at halftime, maybe, Northwestern. Yeah. So Ohio State doesn't have a run game at all. They don't, they do not. They could not run the ball against Northwestern. They could not. The, <laughs> one of their touchdowns was a wide receiver reverse, I think. Or a screen to Ignupa. I cannot pronounce their name. One of the touchdowns was just a bunch of missed tackles from uh, Northwestern, which you're going to have Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah, but there for a while, I was just like, Northwestern has the chance to beat the number two team in the country after going one and seven this far. (laughs) They still have a chance to win their side of the Big Ten. Legitimately, they still have a shot. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh like there's, I, I let me. I'll look it up and I'll break yeah, it down. And there's a way for Northwest. They're like one and eight. They can still win the Big Ten. Yeah, but they're <laughs> one and five in conference play. But Illinois is only four and two. They so could. They could actually still win the Big Ten somehow. I forget. It's it's insane. Yeah, right. they won. Uh, TCU uh, extends the winning streak. They beat Texas Tech 34-24. It's yeah, actually a pretty entertaining game. And another come-from-behind victory. I think they've been behind in the fourth quarter of every game this season. Is TCE the new Oklahoma? Um, There's always one team that has to get sacrificed in the playoff. I think it's gonna be, it might be TCU. Uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, T- TCU is – I don't think they're going to be able to, to play with – So Texas is a seven-point favorite. I don't know where the game's at, um, but could be a thermometer. Right? It's not a thermometer game. The no. TCU game is at Texas. Texas. I've got Texas winning. Yeah, I've got uh, Texas winning. Texas is favorite. 
Um, Michigan State bounces back and beats Illinois, 23-15. All right, moving on. Yeah. Kansas beats Oklahoma State, 37-16. Yeah, Kansas beat them with their backup quarterback. I got that one right, too. Uh, Oklahoma State, yeah, I mean. Dude, what happened? It's falling off a cliff. I mean, the quarterback's hurt. Sanders hadn't been playing, I don't think. Is that what it is? No, he played this last game. He's yeah. banged up for sure, though. Yeah, he must be because they look like a totally different ball club. They look terrible. Um, Oregon dominates Colorado 49-10. Uh, oh, Bo Nick is actually now leading the NCAA in completion percentage. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's out there having fun, guys. Bo Nick's having a blast. Um, he's having a great, great last year. I picked this one 100% correctly. Iowa beats Purdue 24-3. Um, Florida State blows out Miami 45-3, and then a couple of Florida State fans got their asses kicked in the stands. <laughs> did you see that video, Adam? No, I haven't. Oh, I did. Dude, no I saw school. that. They got the shit kicked out. That old man got hit a lot. <laughs> Mistakes were made. All right, winners and losers. Jared, you're up. Uh, I got Georgia uh, for beating Tennessee, being number one in the rankings. I got LSU for pulling off one epic night victory in Death Valley. And then Notre Dame for making us all happy and just beating Clemson. Uh, Losers are Bama, Tennessee, and Clemson because they lost to those three people. Yeah, that's pretty much the same for me, (laughs) sadly. Okay, a lot of thought put in there by Adam. So I've got winners. I've got Death Valley. It may not be the most consistent place in the world, but if there's any place that gets up for a big game more than Death Valley, I'd love to see it. Well, they got a seismometer. Yeah, two earthquakes. Uh, Mason Taylor. Do y'all realize that Mason Taylor was the 24th ranked tight end in the last recruiting class? I know he's the son of. Uh, this guy was the 24th ranked Jason tight end. Taylor. Yeah, he's he's good. And I, 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 I will say at the beginning of the year, I kept saying, why are we throwing to Mason Taylor? Because he cannot catch the ball. But he has learned to catch the ball. I'm, I, I'm so glad he learned how to catch the ball. <laughs> I don't know. Did y'all know that, like, Fowler and Herb Street do a, uh, like, something on Instagram after each game, like when they're on the plane back? No. Yeah, well, they do it and they put it on Instagram. And they had Fowler had a great point. He goes, this kid's entire life, he's been Jason Taylor's son. This is the first night of his life that he is Mason Taylor. I didn't know oh. Son. Yeah, yeah, he is. Jason Taylor's son. Um, and also, shout out to Major Burns. He busted his ass on that long pass play to prevent it from being a touchdown, and I do think that had a huge impact on the So, So was that McKellen? McKellen that was got, Jason McKellen. Okay, so that's what – like in my – I was talking to like in a group chat with some of my friends. Like I, We were like, how the hell did he get caught? Dude, that was a huge play. It was huge. Maybe yeah, better. I thought he was gone. Uh, losers on the other side, Eli Ricks, the one of the few players to ever play on both sides of the LSU Alabama rivalry, and he went zero and three. It's tough luck, kid. It's tough luck. Uh, and then Florida and Texas A&M, like I talked about earlier, Florida barely was, was struggling with the backups in Texas A&M because they just keep losing, and nothing makes me happier. Um, pick up standing. Jared is in first place. He is now at rank eleven hundred. Um, I had a big week, and now Adam and I are tied for second. Um, and then the sem is bringing up the rear. It had it's had a rough couple weeks. It was looking good there for a little while. All right, so moving on to the previews for this upcoming week. Um, all right, pick them. Mizzou is heading to Tennessee, and Tennessee is a twenty-one and a half point favorite. I uh, 
I'm going to pick Tennessee to absolutely just take all their frustration out of Mizzou. If it was at Mizzou, I'd probably give a little, like a little more lean to Mizzou. But yeah, it'd be an at Tennessee. I, it is. It, it's yeah. a new it's kickoff. Revenge. Yeah, but it's revenge. Yeah. <clears throat> Adam, you got. I'll take I'll take Tennessee. All right. Uh, NCAA has Mizzou winning twenty four to twenty two. Uh, Vols were losing twenty one to three at half, and then uh, couldn't complete the comeback. That's really the only noteworthy game of the entire thing. Um, Indiana is heading to I mean Ohio State. Ohio State is a forty one half point favorite. That is so many points. I, I'm gonna have to pick Indiana. I, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna check the weather Saturday morning and make my decision then. Yeah, if it's any kind of bad weather, I'm picking Indiana. Yep. Adam, you got. I don't care. Okay. It's <laughs> uh, W14 has Ohio State winning 34 to 35 to seven. Uh, Bama is a 11 and a half point road favorite at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I got Ole Miss. Uh, I'm actually taking Bama here. I think it's going to be. We Bama. haven't proven we can win on the road. Yeah, but the Ole Miss defense is really bad. Hey, our defense isn't great either. Ole Miss can score points. Yeah, I think Ole Miss loses, but I think they keep it within 11. Uh, I'm going to stick with Bama. Um, I'm so tired of, like, Vegas giving us, like, these, like, 14, 13-point spread. <laughs> for conference like, games dude, on the road. <laughs> uh, like, dude, like. So, dude, just Adam. Just picture Adam as uh, Rick Ross suffering from success. Just make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I got on Reddit. Dude, the whole world – I think the whole world besides the state of Alabama is, is happy that Bama's not in the college football playoffs. Uh, you still have a shot. You still have a shot. But, yeah, I think uh, you're probably right. Like, All right. Uh, Louisville is heading to Clemson. Clemson is only a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm picking Louisville to cover here. I'll say Clemson just bounce back game. It's a field game. Clemson, a lot of bounce back games this week. I forgot for the last one. Uh, the NCAA fourteen has Bama winning thirty eight to thirteen. I think that's actually probably pretty accurate. Um, and then Clemson beating Louisville thirty five to fourteen, which I could also see that by, that being accurate. Um, Nebraska is heading to Michigan for another huge spread. Michigan is a twenty eight and a half point favorite. I'm gonna pick I'm, Michigan I'm, here. I'm gonna take Nebraska. I'm taking Michigan. I looked at Nebraska's recent results. They just haven't gotten any better. Yeah, they scored, they, the only game they scored more than like twenty five points was against was against Rutgers. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, only fourteen doesn't have Nebraska covering the spread, but Michigan still wins forty one to twenty. Um, UGA is a sixteen and a half point favorite heading to Starkville. I'm gonna go with Georgia here, uh, and basically just put it on the uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, I'm nervous because I didn't realize it was the night game in Starkville, but I think y'all do win. But I may, I may pick Mississippi State to cover. What's the spread again? Sixteen and a half. It's a lot of points. A lot of points. I think I think Georgia covers though. I have Georgia for now. I might change it. Probably won't. Um, Washington is heading. Oh, sorry. Uh, NCAA fourteen actually has Mississippi State winning twenty-one to twenty, increasing the legend of NCAA fourteen Will Rogers. The greatest, like, when they talk in the history of, like, sim quarterbacks, it's going to be, like, 2006 Madden Michael Vick and 2014 Will Rogers. 
Uh, Washington's heading to Oregon. Oregon is a 12 and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm going to pick Oregon here. I'm picking Oregon, Oregon too. Yep. Yep. Uh, NCAA 14 has Oregon winning 27 to 10. Uh, TCU is heading to Texas. Texas is a seven and a half point favorite. I'm going to go with Texas. I'm also picking Texas. I just, I, I kind of want to, I kind of want TCU to win. I want TCU to win, but I do think Texas gets them. I just like for T, I like for teams like TCU to win and then just get like exposed. In like the conference like, championship, like really break their hearts. Yeah, like like I don't know. I just have like a sick, a sick part of me just wants like. Well, after this week they have Baylor too. Or do you want them to make the playoffs and they get annihilated? I don't really want them to make the playoffs because I do kind of want to watch like good football in the playoffs. Like if Alabama's not going to be in it, like I want to watch good games. Um, like if Georgia plays TCU, like I don't I don't even know. I can't even like picture how that would look. Yeah. Like like who's going to guard Brock Bowers? <laughs> like on TCU. <laughs> there is yeah. That's a good question. Uh, well, the NCAA 14 disagrees with all of us, and TCU blows out Texas 55-17. to 17. Yeah, maybe that happens. I don't see it. Uh, I look at other games. Like, they've all been pretty close. They Like, one of these games, they're not going to be able to come from behind. Yeah, I feel like this is the one. <clears throat> Southern Miss is heading to Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is a 11.5-point favorite. I'm going to take Coastal Carolina here. I am as well. I'll take the other one. I, I wouldn't even listen. <laughs> NCAA 14 has Coastal Carolina winning 35-14. to 14. Uh, Stanford is heading to Utah. Utah is a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. I almost want to pick Stanford here. I do. 22 is a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but Stanford is pretty bad. Stanford I'm going to go with Utah. Don't forget to Notre Dame. I just want to yeah. go back to where we played Utah, like first game, and the coach told us that it was the best team he's ever seen on the field. And I just want to go back to that moment and just and just just kind of just basket it, full of hope. Best team ever. Um, Instantly, can, hey, can they beat the Panthers? But we didn't hear that talk at all this year. Remember that? Yeah. When the media was asking if we could beat like the Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't we have to hear that. So, Adam, fun fact: y'all played Utah State, not Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I was thinking that, and I was like, I'm going to just go with it. Hopefully, I got it. Right. <laughs> You're already in. I get it. Uh, I feel like it was 50-50, and it just uh, – <laughs> It's not a good week for me. Yeah, it's only 14 as Utah winning 28-17. Um, Non-picking game. LSU is a three-point road favorite at Arkansas. I'll smash LSU yeah. on that. I got, I got 100 bucks on LSU. All right. Spread Car- three. Okay. South Carolina is heading to Florida. Florida is an eight-point favorite. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'll take Florida. But... Wait, who's Florida playing? South Carolina. What time is that game? I, I, I think uh, I'm going to go uh, South Carolina. Dude, what's the 2.30 game next week? Is it Ole Miss? It's, Ole, it's Alabama. Oh, yeah, Alabama. That's right. right, right. Um, what am I looking up? Okay. South Carolina versus Florida is the 4 p.m. game. 4 p.m.? What? That's a weird, that's a weird start time for a football game. Oh, yeah, that's Eastern time. That's yeah. that's three here. Yeah, that's not normal. Uh, Have we talked about how much days every time sucks? Well, after next year it goes away. We spring forward in the spring, and then that's it. Forever. So, so does that mean we're always? It's always going to be lighter later. Uh, yeah. Dude, why be, haven't we been doing that? Well, it supposedly was to help farmers, but that's been proven to be a load of bullshit. So yeah, I don't know. Something to do with World War One. Dude, that would be sweet. I don't know. 
but that would increase energy usage. It doesn't even make any sense. Like I'm not a political guy, but I'm gonna vote for whoever wants that. Well, it's already it's going away. So you okay. have to you literally have to worry about it one more time in your lifetime. Okay, cool. Um, all right, where were we? Uh, I'm gonna take Florida minus eight, I guess. I'm gonna take South Carolina. Um, Texas A&M yeah, is a two point underdog at Auburn. I'm gonna take Auburn. I'm gonna, uh, take- I, I'm gonna take Auburn too because this one really doesn't count, and I, I hope they don't win, and I hope they score less than thirty. I, <laughs> it would I just, make I, my I day. just love, I love betting against Texas. Well, what I really want is I do not want Texas A&M come like us having to go to Texas A&M with them being bowl like, eligible on the line. I do not want that. Yeah. Um, Purdue is traveling to Illinois. Illinois is a six and a half point favorite. By the system. Illinois. (laughs) I guess. It is. It's a road game against the ranked team. Oh, no. Well, then it's Purdue. Is it a night game? Or is it like in the middle of the day? Is is, is anyone sick on the They have any sick kids. I don't think they have any sick sick kids this time. (laughs) It is. Illinois versus Purdue is a 12 noon kickoff. Ooh, noon kickoff? That sounds... Terrible. I'm going to go back to Illinois. I'm sticking with Purdue. You're sticking with Purdue. I'm going to go Illinois. By the system, this is a Purdue play. Um, Kansas State is heading to Baylor. Baylor is a three-point favorite. I want to pick Baylor, but I think Kansas State here. Uh, I, I, I'm i probably going to pick Baylor. I don't really care either way. Uh, Adam, I'm Baylor. And then UNC uh, Lake. UNC Wake should be a very high scoring affair. So I'm going to go with UNC, but correct. Yeah, All the points. That should be a fun game. No defense allowed. <laughs> no. What do they play? Ooh, 630. Perfect. Um, all right. No new news on NCAA 24 or 14. Adam still has not played Mr. State. Um, I think we should do a new segment that it's just we talk about what grinds our gears. Uh, about like stuff that happens during the current week, because because okay. I think I'll start and if they brought up how loud Death Valley was one more time on the broadcast, I was going to lose it. Like they they probably said it no lie over thirty times. I mean, it was loud. So I know, we get and we, read, we also know we also know that Jay Daniels beat Bryce Young and, and Pop Warner football. They, brought, I they, didn't they know said that. that. They said that five thousand times. I did not know that. Hey, we also know that Hendon Hooker and Stetson Bennett are thirty-five years old. Yeah, like, I also know that DJU lost twenty pounds in the offseason. <laughs> it is. It is kind of weird that Jalen Hurts is like two years younger than Hendon Hooker, and he's like, I just think it's weird. I don't know. It's it, weird. I, yeah, it's something. Burrow senior year, Lamar Jackson was younger than him and already had won an MVP in the NFL. <laughs> That's nuts. Dude, I, I wonder I really do wonder if Stetson gets picked up by an NFL team. I, I could see it. He'll be I mean if he wants to be, he can probably be like a practice squad quarterback and maybe get land somewhere that likes him as a backup and stick around for a while. No offense, but if Jake I mean, Fromm Sam, can get drafted, so can Stetson. I'm, I'm surprised Jake Fromm didn't Sam last year. Sam Ellinger is a starter on the Colts. I mean, it's the Colts, but still. The Colts. I mean, he stuck around. Is I mean, I think he's still in a practice squad somewhere. Colt McCoy's still up there, too. Uh, uh, Jacob Fromm plays for the Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he'd be in the XFL. 
think he'd be a good fit for that. Oh, uh, there's still time. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, Grimes making. I, I didn't really prepare for the segment because I didn't know it was going to be a segment, so I don't really have. <laughs> I just think we should just bring up, like, you know. Oh, I got something, something that really bugs us about. I'll the lead off. College football. Go ahead, Jared. Gary Danielson. He is awful. I'm so happy. Yeah, we we are on a t- ticking time clock with Gary Danielson. Yeah, I mean, that guy. Lo- I mean, no offense to Bama, but he loves Alabama. A oh, he lot. sucks. Bama. Oh, you see that? But he, I mean, he did this. They did the same thing for Florida, but Florida was on top. That's true. But I can't tell you how many times. Like now, now, granted, he seems he knows a lot about the game of football, but he also talks ad nauseum about things that do not matter. <laughs> Well, that's what the—that's what all these guys do. They dude, go I, and I meet like, players and get learn one thing about them, and that's what they base dude, their entire. I agree. I—I I think Danielson gets on one guy and he just drives it into the ground. No, you that's true. That, but you forgot, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if Vern Lundquist legally could, he'd marry Tim Tebow. <laughs> I, I just like I don't. I mean, I like I, I like Herb Street. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I like and I, and I have kind of warmed up to Pat McAfee on game day. I think I, he's pretty good. The last the last game day, I was just like, uh, I mean, he picked against Georgia, but I came away actually liking him. Yeah. The first the first couple, I was like, okay, he is a bit much. Yeah, they he's, need it though because everyone else is so bland. That's true. He's good. He's he's good. They need to loosen it up a little bit, but they just Dude, never, everybody's never in suits and looks miserable. And he's he coming out there wearing a wife beater with a suit jacket. Yeah, with a belt, like a giant belt buckle. And yeah, yeah. And they, it, ESPN needs to modernize just a smidge. Yeah, no doubt. Desmond Howard, dude, uh, Texas A&M, college football playoff, never forget. Dude, no. Remember? Uh, all, all three of the teams he picked are, like, not going to make a bowl game. He picked Michigan, Texas A&M, Baylor, and – Someone else. It's five and four. And it's three and six. Baylor's hey, like spin five zone. Spin zone. He called Alabama not being good. I mean, he nailed that one. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people are saying that he's just playing forty chess, and he just picked it so Michigan would be the best team. I mean, if he got to actually pick the four teams, that's a Michigan championship every year. Yeah. Um. I hit a new low point in my life when I was looking for anything positive Bama and Joel Klatt did this interview and he was like, dude, Bama's going to be okay. And I was like, are we? I was like, I, I listened to that. You listened to that? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I was like, yeah, we are going to be okay. But then I was like, I just agreed with the guy who also like five years ago said we had a Nick Saban problem. Yeah. When I yeah. saw you send us a Joel Klatt clip, I was like, oh, this is. This is a new all time low. I I, I had to look myself in the mirror after that. (laughs) All right. So, so when we were talking about Jimbo, it sounded like a car salesman had a great idea. If you could pick any of these two for a broadcast booth between Jimbo, Mullen, Leach, and RG3, who are you going with? I would go Leach and Jimbo, to be honest. I'm gonna go Leach and RG3. That's what I was gonna go. Uh, Leach and RG3 would be great. I think think RG3 would have Leach dying laughing in that booth. They would get canceled. Like for sure. Uh huh. They would not last long. It would be fantastic though. That would be so great. Yeah, that would be great. Dude, Leach and anybody. I feel like Leach and Kiffin would be good. Um. Yeah. 
Leech pretty much with anybody would be a fun time. So, I mean, RG3 is great. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, super like weird combo, but that would work really well. Jim Tessator and Leech. Yeah. I think those two would would be perfect for each other. Uh, I I really like Herb Street and Fowler. I think they call really good games. Yeah, I like, like Lee, I like Gus Johnson. Dude, Gus Johnson is the goat. I wish he could call a Georgia game. He gets so into it. Like I watch whatever game he's calling, and I'm getting into it just because of Gus. And he's paired with Clat right now, which I don't hate. I don't hate Clat. No, it's, it's not bad. Clat's not too annoying on that. Um, isn't Gus Johnson the guy who used to call the Strike Force events, Adam? I think yeah. so. He is. He was the one. He was calling it when uh, they had the fight in the cage, the brawl. He was like, "This uh, is a terrible day." Yeah, yeah. He has, yeah. <laughs> their first. That was like their first. Like, yeah. He was like, this is a MMA. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dude, no one watches Strike Force. They're gonna be okay. Yeah. Well, no, that was like their first ever episode on like ABC or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, no, no. It was a, uh, it was their first time on like CBS, like a live. Yeah, yeah, like a big network, and then yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was after the fight. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh man, classic. All right, anybody got anything else? Uh, I was just looking on Reddit and the Roll Tide subreddit. <laughs> Uh, Alabama is number nine in the college football rankings. What do you think the first comment is? Uh, I don't know. Probably like, just, I, dude, that separate is pretty toxic. Well, I'm just curious as what you think the first comment is. Should be higher. Should be higher. Okay. So honestly feels a little high to me. I would have dropped us out of the top 10. The original poster said, thought we'd be around 15. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, I mean, yeah. That, that's a fair point, I guess. <laughs> my, dad, next- my dad did text me like Sunday morning. Uh, and was like, hey, uh, I'm looking for a good place to see some overreactions from Bama fans. And I sent him to the Roll Tide subreddit. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. They... they- <laughs> I feel like I can totally relate to this kind of sadness, though. Just very recent history. Maybe not in the same way. I mean, I can remember both y'all after some game telling me, like, don't worry, your day's coming. You're going you're gonna to get that victory. And it did happen. It just, I, I didn't think it ever would. And now here we are potentially going for our back-to-back. Yeah, man. Times have changed for sure. Uh, Adam accidentally muted you. I don't know if you can unmute yourself. All right. Well, let me just wrap it up here. It's about time anyways. Yep. That sounds good to me. All right. Well, go Tigers. (laughs) Go dogs. And I guess roll tide for Adam. (laughs)